Welcome to Not Quite Scottish Imports! Welcome to Not Quite Scottish Imports. I'm Claire. I'm not quite Scottish. I'm English. I think I've got hmm. a bit of Scottish in me. I don't know. What about you, Brett and Tammy? Have you got any Scottish in you? You will by the end of this podcast. Whoa. <laughs> you want a little bit of Scottish in you? Nice. Oh, you will. <laughs> oh, man. Probably. Like, probably. I mean, it, it's possible. I, I don't rule anything out. I'm like such a mutt. I don't rule anything out. No. <laughs> um, well, this week, we are talking about quite an exciting episode. Mm. <laughs> Are we? Where I just was like, what did I just watch? Um, yeah. So let's start with the 60 second summary. The episode title oh, no. is Obsession. <sighs> All right. All of our names are in a device. I can't do it. I've lost my ability to 60 second. Well, Alexa, open 60 second summary. Okay, let me pick. Tammy. Yay! Oh. <laughs> Thanks, Alexa. <laughs> Tammy, You're my friend. Please take a moment, collect your thoughts. Think about what happened in this episode. Fuck what, if I know. <laughs> what were people doing? Why were they doing it? What were they wearing? Oh, what were they wearing? <laughs> Whatever you need to discuss this episode in as much detail as possible without going over one minute or ridiculously under because then you would be a... A flashback and a flashback chump. <laughs> yes. Yes, you would. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best option I had. Um, and you will be going in three, two, one, go. Wow, guys, we get to meet one of <laughs> Duncan's closest friends, David. Isn't David great? No. <laughs> he is such a fucking psycho <laughs> and the worst and then we find flashbacks of Duncan where he basically is David? I I don't know we're gonna hit incel level territory this week Um, I am not emotionally ready for this. Thankfully Brad will have all the rants Um, poor Jill, we have Jill R.I.P. Jill uh, she dies because of David? Um, because David took a play out of Duncan's handbook and also <laughs> pretended to kill himself in front of her. <laughs> like, the amount of things that happen in this episode that I'm just like, it just solidifies why Duncan is on the wrong side of everything. The end. Mm-hmm. Agreed. One minute. Oh, I, and there's Anne. Uh, oh, yeah. I tried to forget about Anne, but how could I with her outfit? <sighs> there was a moment even while we were watching and dance is like oh Anne, get out of here <laughs> it's like thank you <laughs> oh she's the worst yeah it's this episode but not guys. in this episode <laughs> she's not the worst in this episode no no no, episode she is, no but, but that outfit is work. pretty fucking terrible oh yeah 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 well, Tammy um, stole one of my fun facts. Actually, Brad stole it. Oh. Well, which Claire, is that... why, don't, why don't you go ahead and start us with fun facts? <laughs> Thanks. Actually, on IMDb, this one is actually says, fun fact. This episode features a flashback within a flashback. That isn't fun. <laughs> what a fun fact. <laughs> it is not um, fun. The only other fact that we have is that the obsessed immortal in this story was supposed to be Gregor. Last seen in Studies in Light. 
The premise was that Gregor had gone from one extreme to the next, from despair and fatalism to obsessed joy. Wait, but the which actor, one was that one? I don't remember J.H. He was the one who was super depressed. I can't remember. Like the only thing I, I remember, remember about that episode, honestly, is the old timey. Like, because Duncan looked good as an old timey newspaper guy, and he <laughs> oh, was yeah, um, yeah. with that lady, and then she was old at the end, and she was yes. like, "Wait, you look just like." Duncan. That other guy. And then he, and he was like, I'm his son. <laughs> yeah, like, on it, like, I know that there was a bad guy in that episode, but, like, I clearly only focused yeah. on one thing. Well, he, the actor, had a scheduling conflict, so the story was subtly altered to use a different actor. Oh, so, God. Yeah. Is this, I, I gotta know, is this guy, I'm gonna spoil all of us, What is this guy in other episodes? Please tell me he never comes back anymore. I'm having uh, a look. Hold up. I'm, no, I'm looking on the, on, I'm on the weird oh. page oh, God. uh doesn't seem like it he was also in the show narco leap and this actor apparently was also robert in the episode the watchers so he i wonder if he was just a terrible watcher that oh week. no he i tell you he was in the watchers he was the boyfriend they got thrown out a window oh <laughs> what's fun oh my yeah. god yeah he was uh, i wish they could have thrown him out a window this episode mm-hmm. yeah. um all right, so he was in guys? Supernatural, Tammy, in the Leviathan series. Ugh. Yeah, thank you. Mm. Um, would you guys like to know what everyone on the uh, in the DVD extras thought about this episode? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> everyone they thought it was fucking garbage. Yay! <laughs> they <laughs> all right. seemingly hated it, uh, even though they didn't say they hated it. Everyone is. Like, from the script coordinators to the executive script coordinators to Bill Panzer himself is seen at one point or another saying, you know, sometimes you just write bad episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) See, this is the difference between this show and the X-Files. The X-Files, they're like, everyone's like, oh yeah, Chris Carter's a brilliant genius. And he's like, Mm. yeah, this was a really great idea we had. Like, this show, they're like, yeah, no, this one wasn't good. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, because like even like the script coordinator is just like, we always think every script is perfect. And then we get the dailies come back. The final edit of the show comes back. If it doesn't live up to how good we thought it was going to be, it's always a question of was there something off in the guest casting? Did the director not get where we were trying to go with it? Or maybe it just wasn't a gr- good script as we thought. That happens sometimes. Like they, they don't like basically they're just not even sure where to shift the blame. And I got to be honest with them it's everything it's everything yeah, it everything is, is yeah, bad yeah. that's that's why you guys couldn't yeah. figure out what the problem is because it was everything yeah. um bill panzer also said uh would it have been better was the problem the script was the problem in the casting you know you who knows um was the problem in the and i think this was it, it's hard to, when i'm reading it versus actually watching him say it i'm taking this as him being like like sarcastic because he says was a problem in the constant concept certainly heaven forbid not so i i think he's clearly knows that like this whole thing was shit um the only other thing in that the uh the transcript was about um sorry not the transcript the um dvd extras was the they were talking about how that character was uh focused on what is this guy's name hold on a second david no, no, no. Well, David's character um, was... Cameron oh, Bancroft? There, he, yeah, that's it. 
Uh, no, Sam. No, uh, sorry. The character of David was actually modeled after a real craftsman named Sam Maloof, who's oh. a woodworker whose rocking chairs are so prized the waiting list is longer, longer than Sam Maloof's life is and likely to be. So I don't know. I mean, Sam Maloof could be dead by now by the time Does I Does he also this, murder women? No, no. It's just it's just that concept of like him being a craftsman. And says, I had mm. um, read an article about him and I love the idea of this craftsman, someone who, in the case of an immortal, could have had centuries to hone his skills it wasn't as this part is what got me it wasn't as large of a part in the script and it was that was a part of my original concept so we were just gonna get more woodworking let let me tell you give me an hour of an immortal like woodworker i am there that's that's for me that's an episode for me so instead we got like 20 minutes of square dancing (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh god yeah. uh, also i've just yeah, looked into yeah. studies in light and gregor and he was the guy that was quite i mean i can see how it would fit with this character he was because he was quite a young immortal he was like guy like early mid-20s he kind of looked like bobby briggs from twin peaks he had like the floppy curtain hair and he wore like the little round blue glasses like little sunglasses mm-hmm. so he was a dick so i could kind of see him playing this you know this character all right, and this um, Sam Maloof guy definitely dead by now. He's he died in two thousand nine. His furniture is really nice, though. I will say, <laughs> I, I'm liking his uh, the furniture he, this guy made. But um, and I do like that idea. Like, oh, if we had like an immortal that had like a specific skill set that they just honed forever because they could. Like that'd be amazing, but we don't get that. And I just think it's funny that that was part of more part of the storytelling. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm like in this weirdo episode that was the focus um, <laughs> and then Dusty Reviews uh, said uh, lonely guy lo- his beginning part of his reactions lonely good guy immortal becomes bad guy immortal over spurned love I suspect that by modern standards David must might be classified as something akin to an immortal incel yeah <laughs> And yeah, he did not care for this episode. He also thought the flashbacks were weird, which I mm-hmm. agree. I think the flashbacks are weird. Uh, mm-hmm. And we'll talk definitely more in depth about those fucking flashbacks. Um, and he's still not interested. Dusty is still not interested in the Duncan and dynamic. Because <laughs> they have zero chemistry. He had... Okay, I will say this with the flashbacks. Duncan had so much more chemistry yes. with that actress yeah. that it was like in such stark contrast to the lack of chemistry he has with Anne mm-hmm. that it's like they should not have flashbacks of him with another woman because it's like even more sh- like showing up <laughs> like how little chemistry he has with Anne. Yeah. Um, and as far as like cut scenes, there's not a whole bunch. There's not really a lot to, to talk about. There's... um. They talked a little bit about some of the voiceover when he was doing his, like, um, Tai Chi stuff, but nothing, just that it was stolen from another episode, and they kind of put some of that voiceover in this this episode, but other than Oof. that, nothing nothing very interesting or earth-shattering uh, to come out of the, the cut scenes. Um, so with that, that's what I got. I just liked, I was holding back, because I knew that we all three of us did not like this episode. So I was holding back telling you guys that nobody liked this episode. 
I, so if, we are if you not said alone. somebody did like this episode, I was gonna be mm. floored. I know, but but to your point, like I think we are well for me at least. I am so used to people in the X Files world yeah. just loving it, defending and defending oh, it, including the writing and the mm. and the writers. And the creator, you know, it's just like, so to hear people like Bill Panzer say, yeah, this just was a shitty episode. And and he's done that before. Like a lot of these guys Mm. are pretty honest, like about sometimes I think they love an episode a little too much. But for the most part, like when something is shit, they don't mind saying like, yeah, we we missed the Mm. mark on this or whatever. And in this one, (laughs) yeah. And in this one, they clearly don't even like basically everything was bad and they can't even Mm. pinpoint one thing that was bad about it. It was just all bad so um but yeah brad what was happening the day this episode aired oh guys so many things are happening um so many th- including for the first time a pop-up on this website that's not it's not going away what the fuck the i had that when i covered you brad oh, i had weird. a pop-up that came up and i was like why yeah it's gone now all right okay that was not that's that's new so hmm, don't like that um but guys it is november 14th 1994 wow nearly your birthday brad yeah four days away from my birthday so that's cool that's cool i would have been 10 so tiny brad great uh the pop-ups back go away um of course we all know that in india uh this is children's day so um and in the united states national children's book week begins Oh, a lot of children so, stuff going on. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, of course, uh, there's the Roman festival of Ecorum Probatio. So Ooh, that's, love that's that. That's that. Um, yep. On this day, also, the first trains for public run in the Channel Tunnel under the English Channel. Oh, yeah. So, Channel Party. <laughs> channel Choo Choo. <laughs> Um, Space Shuttle STS-66, Atlantis-13 lands. So there's that. Uh, Great. Love that. Also, I know we're all wondering, uh, what's the top song in the US and the UK? Mm -hmm. Uh, No big surprise. It's Boys to Men. I'll make love to you. And some fake nonsense. Panto Banton? Yeah. Baby, come back. (laughs) Come back, baby, come back. Claire, you gotta start updating your website with with new fake songs. This is getting boring. (laughs) Which, Tammy, uh, in the last episode of Josie's Bar that Brad was on, both Vix and I sang. Pato Banton, baby, come back to Brad. Whoa. Yeah, they coordinated the, their fake song. It was yep. ridiculous. Yeah, like, I sent the I sent the lyrics to uh, to Vix and was like, <laughs> hey, we need to do this this love grift on Brad. <laughs> hmm. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Um, so that's that. Also, very importantly, I know we're all wondering what movies were at the box office. Yes, I'm excited. And it's, as always, like 1994, so many goddamn movies that are notable. So this week we got two new movies. Um... Interview with the Vampire, the Vampire Chronicles. Nice. Uh, is that the full title? Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Didn't realize that. Yeah. Uh, we got That's New and also The Santa Claus, number two. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Don't like that I, I thought it was okay at the time, but Tim Allen. So there's that. Um, uh, number three, Stargate. Four, Pulp Fiction. Five, Frankenstein. Six, (laughs) The War. Seven, The Specialist. Eight, Forrest Gump still hanging in there. Wow. Uh, The River Wild, Love Affair, Bullets Over Broadway, The Mask. (laughs) 
Ugh. Wow. <laughs> Get out of here. Uh, Little Giants, Shawshank Redemption, Jason's Lyric, In the Army Now. Don't What's know that, that one. Mm. In the Army Now. Whoa, whoa, we're in the army now. <laughs> oh, you know, In the Army Now, the Polly Shore movie. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. I do Polly remember Shore that. and Andy Dick. Wow. <laughs> God. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. That was a thing that happened. That it happened. That was a thing that happened. <laughs> I, like, I... How was poorly sure a thing that happened? I, great <laughs> question. I, like, I don't want to ever see this movie, but... Oh. I, the idea of Polly Shore and Andy Dick in the army, like, <laughs> bravo, bravo. <laughs> like, I want to see that now. I want to see in the army now where for some reason Polly Shore and Andy Dick are in the army now. <laughs> it's called in the army now now. <laughs> like, at their current age, as themselves, like, in a, co- a modern American warfare context. Weird. <sighs> Um, but yeah, there's a, there's I mean, that. would it be, I guess, any more weird than it already was? I mean, who knows? I'll never see that movie, so I'll never know. Uh, 17, Time Cop. 18, True Lies. 19, Vertical Reality. 22, The Client. All still there, man. Wow. Those are some movies. Mm-hmm. Like, they are. I agree. <laughs> those are all, most of those movies I recognize yeah. and have probably seen. So that's wild. Um, on TV, yeah, there's a lot of stuff on. Same old stuff, whatever. Do we have a TV movie? Yes, we do. Oh, Yay! Because that's all I care about anymore. The TV shows, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on NBC, we have A Child's Cry for Help. Oh. Um, we got nice. Veronica Hamill, Pam Dauber, Daniel Hugh Kelly. Pam um, Dauber from Mork and Mindy? Yes. At Toby wow. McGuire. Toby McGuire? Yeah. Ooh. A recently widowed doctor starts up a hospital in a new town with her daughter. At the new hospital, she meets a sick boy. I bet Toby that's Toby McGuire. <laughs> and also starts to suspect that his apparently loving mother is deliberately making her son sick. When the <gasps> physician seeks, when the physician restricts her hospital visits, she sues. Oh, it's a Munchausen by proxy story. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. That's, Good a, old that's the time. Munchausen by proxy. <laughs> that yeah. is the time for those movies, for yep. fucking sure. Oh, yeah. That sounds like a goodie. Wow. Mm. Um, definitely. I definitely love to see that. Can we just get a service that just has like old like 80s and 90s TV movies? Yeah, Can that be, be a yeah. streaming service? Or like a Pluto TV Yeah, channel? with all these like subscription services that exist, like why can't we have that? Can I just have a subscription service like weird old TV movies? The channel. <laughs> yes. You have $7.99 a month. You just watch weird <laughs> old TV movies. Nothing else. <laughs> Sounds great. Uh, I mean, I know there's a Lifetime Movie Network thing, but, you know. Yeah, yeah but they probably don't show old, old stuff. Yeah, I want, the, mm. I, want the, I want the I want the weird, old, like, specifically weird, old TV movies from the 80s and 90s. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Um. So, um, wait, was that? Hold up. Sorry, guys, I just lost something here. All right. Um. So, yeah, that's that's what's going on. It's uh, exciting times. Nice. I'm trying time to, to be up. alive. There was... Um, what is the girl's name that was on Felicity? Uh, uh, I'm going to no look clue. into this. I've never seen Felicity. <gasps> How dare you? Um, Carrie Russell. Carrie yes. Russell was in a made-for-TV movie in the 90s where she was a pregnant girl who was... I don't remember if she was in high school or college. I think maybe going to college or something. Of course, no abortion allowed then uh, for Miss Carrie Russell. But she was going to just do everything because 
and I quote, I'm a woman of the 90s. I want it all. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> wow. And that's the only thing I remember from that fucking <laughs> thing is like, this is the best line that I'll ever hear on anything ever. <laughs> <laughs> Um, was it was it set in World War Two? No, no. Because oh, she isn't. She's in uh, the Magic of Ordinary Days. I wonder if it's thing called the Babysitter's Seduction. Oh, oh, hold up, hold up, hold up. Oh, okay. This came out in 2005. But um, during World War II, the father of an unwed mother, Carrie Russell, marries her off to a, a farmer, Skeet Ulrich, who will oh. raise her baby as his own. Oh, God. Ugh. Whoa. Wow. Ah, this is it. It was, it's a, it came out in 97. When innocence is lost. When Erica French opts to keep the baby she conceived in high school, she never dreamed that one day she would be fighting for custody against the child's father, Scott Stone. Scott initially fought for custody when Erica threatened to cut off his access to their daughter. Scott continues to try to be a part of his daughter's life, but when Molly. Da da da. Hold on, sorry, it went away. <laughs> But when Molly first breaks her arm at the playground, then Scott's mother finds mysterious bruises on her granddaughter. Scott, again, fights for custody for young Molly. And this time he wins because the court feels his family can provide a more stable environment for Molly than a public daycare can. So she's forced to keep this fucking kid (laughs) in high school. And then years later, the dad wants the kid. And she's basically just shamed because she's not a good enough fucking mother. Yeah, for a kid she didn't want. Yeah. Huh. Um, I mean, that's a story they were going to be hearing a lot, uh, probably a oh, lot of. a lot, uh, yeah, yeah. But I, I just remember there's a line in there about her being a woman in, from the, she's a woman in the 90s and she can have it all, so. Uh, <laughs> the only um, terrible TV movie I remember seeing in the 80s or 90s was one starring Neil Patrick Harris, and I can't remember what it was called, and I feel like he was in... Um, um, like a, a car accident or something and he got amnesia and then he never got his memory back and they were like well you're still our son but you've got a completely different personality but I guess you're still our son and he's like yeah um, that I would am. be 1991's Stranger in the Family that is the yeah that is it that's the only one I remember seeing and wow. I remember he had a absolutely insane mullet in that film oh yeah he does I'm looking at it on IMDB it is very bad yep <laughs> oof Oh, I just, uh, I'm sad we really just don't have this kind of uh, artistic direction in TV anymore. <laughs> I'm sad that we yeah. can't talk about these movies all episode and we have to talk about this episode of Highlander. Seriously. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot. We've got to talk about fucking Highlander. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. I guess let's get to it. <sighs> Boy, why? I guess we'll just start at the beginning of the episode like normal and work our way through. I, like, I just... Literally, very first shot of the first scene... Um, we, as soon as I see he's like wearing a long coat, I'm like, okay, well that's an immortal. Um, yeah. and then I yeah. saw he's wearing boots and not white sneakers. I'm like, all right, well, it's not Connor McCloud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, cause were you thinking maybe it led into the movie then, Brad? I mean, no, but you know, yeah. just, just checking all the boxes. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, my first note is this guy seems like a creep, like right yeah. away. <laughs> yeah. Cause he's <laughs> like, a creep. This guy is a fucking creep. It's uh, God. Writers, everything, everything about this episode. But I'm just like, what What were you guys thinking as a concept for this episode? And how did this come to be? <laughs> That's what I wish would have been answered in those DVD extras. Mm. Yeah. Um. All right. So we meet uh, Ginny, uh, Jill's sister. So it's Jill and Ginny. Jill and Ginny. G- mm. Jimmy and Ginny. 
Yeah, G I N N Y. If you ha- if you are giving your children alliterative names, like you are a bad person. Yeah, yeah, it's not good. Um, David's there. He wants to talk to Jill. Jenny, being the great sister she is, is like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you creep. Um, poor Jill tries to run out of the house, and she runs over uh, David. But of course, he's a immortal, so who cares? This is terrifying. The concept of this that this like immortal, yeah, just yeah. keeps following you, and you he. <laughs> You know, like, no one's going to believe you that he's an immortal, do you know what I mean? So... Well, you can't stop him, and he can literally stalk you for your entire life. Your entire life. And he's got nothing to lose, because it's like like, a blink for him. And I think that, like... If that were the concept and they said, you know, Duncan has to be the good guy and take this guy out. Oh, yeah. Like, I could have gotten behind that. And we could have had, you know, 35 of the 40 minutes be terrifying of him torturing her in different ways and being super manipulative and her not being able to do anything about it. Like, Mm -hmm. it could have been a really good episode. Yeah. Mm. There's a million different ways this could have gone. Yeah. Yeah. And I just think even just starting from that basic concept of a real fucking immortal incel being the biggest creep in the world that has to be taken out for the safety of women everywhere. Mm. (laughs) Like... This is our second immortal incel. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. So now we're at the dojo and we've got Anne and Duncan. I guess Anne the lives there now. The chemistry is like like flying off the screen. Aye. You could light a fire with this these sparks. <laughs> I mean, he's leaving and she's just chilling and she's just going to stay there. Like, who who are you? No, you leave when I leave. Like, this is not yeah. your place. Yeah. yeah. Like, get the fuck out. Um, And he's got to leave because he gets a phone call from uh, David who wants to meet with him. Yeah. Um, It's it's bizarre. I'm like, I don't like this. I don't like that she's just fucking at his place. Yeah, no. Get out of here, matchstick leg Cindy Lou Who. (laughs) (laughs) It's no good. Which reminds me. Which reminds me. Guys, sorry, I was on the last episode you guys were on. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I know we've talked, we've personally talked amongst each other since then. Um, But like, what was with you guys keep trying to send that little immortal child off to (laughs) being violated by pedophile priests? Like... (laughs) Just give him I the holy it's... ground. He should just hide out with the priest. The priest would love having a little kid like that around. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if we said priest would love having a little kid uh, like that around. Implied. I don't know if we went that far, but no. it's implied. I think I I fully believe that that little monster child could protect <laughs> it himself. Yeah. And has for 800 years. Like, Listen, I, I, those, are, those priests know what's up. They know that they've got a forever child. Like, that's a terrifying... Like, this would child... Do you think the, they would have... I mean, I'm serious. Like, do you think they would have, like, Duncan would have told the priest, like, hey, this is an immortal kid? I, mean, I feel they like there's a lot of priests, an... like, especially when, when like, um, you know, you've got all these coward immortals that love to, like, hide out on holy ground. I feel like there's a lot of them that, that know what's up. I wish but, we would know Because Darius, I mean, Darius, everyone, well, like, you know. I'm surprised they didn't make a cult after Darius. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, he's lived like, there so do... long, like, in, in, in a religious arena like you how think they'd they either like, yeah like um how does that affect their faith yeah i mean i feel like like darius like probably the deal with darius is like like the like the catholic church lets him like you know stay in that fucking place forever um and in return like when he finds out that there's a there's an 
immortal child. Um, he's like, hey, guess what? Here's one for you guys. <laughs> oh. Say whatever you would have been in on it is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying that Darius helped um, give immortal forever children to pedophiles so that they could rape them God, I forever. hope this is the only immortal child we ever come Seriously? across because Ugh. that kid was a fucking nightmare. Well, yeah. he'll be back. Oh, no, I know he's coming back, which is... I didn't... Even his quote-unquote escape on the school bus, I'm like, okay, school buses have stops, like, every two minutes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it made no sense. Like, that's not a great plan for escape, because Duncan could just walk around the corner, and there you still are. I'm here. (laughs) No. Um, I'm not quite sure how that kid has made it 800 years. I mean, no. especially with those old eyes of his. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those old man eyes. All right. Sorry. We got to get back to this episode because yeah. we need to get through this fucking episode. Oh, um, we're in it together. Uh, all right. Now we've got Anne and Richie and the dojo. Does she's Richie leaving. own another shirt? Like, I mean, it's a good no. color for him, sure. But I don't think so. Also, I do appreciate that Richie is constantly eating food. I don't know if you guys noticed that, but yeah. he, he either has food, he's cooking food, he's making a meal. He's always eating, and I love it. <laughs> he's the Han of Highlander. <laughs> he really is. <laughs> um, it's great. Because uh, here he has donuts, which all sounded good. Um. Okay, let's talk about Anne's outfit. <laughs> this yeah. outfit. Yeah. So I noticed how bad this outfit was mm-hmm. in this scene, but I did not know the the depths of evil this outfit could be until yeah. she closed it up later in this episode. Yeah. 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 And I was like, what is this walking nightmare? She's wor- wearing like Al Calavici f- future fashions. No, she's no. wearing a Dr. No outfit. Like, <laughs> yeah, literally, Brad showed us side by side pictures. <laughs> like, mm mm. Yeah, this is not I believe my caption was Dr. No and Dr. Nope. Yep, exactly. <laughs> That's the perfect caption. <laughs> Um, because it's not even just the all white. First of all, those pieces should not go together. You're either wearing the jacket or you're wearing the pants. Like you're mm-hmm. not wearing this as one thing. Fifty Shades um, of Beige. <laughs> because then you do have this beige fucking. It's not a turtleneck. I don't know what shirt this no. is. I don't know what I is happening know. with the shirt. It's, it's like this is the highest of collar shirt. Yeah, it's like a narrow collar shirt, but in, buttoned. It like in it a is, taupe. Yeah. <laughs> With the so cream, much, cream yeah. pants, like everything is like shades of beige and cream and white, and yeah. it's oh god, and it's just it just looks uncomfortable and weirdly shaped. Yeah, the trousers like, are very strange as well. Like, what is is does she have like a weird neck thing? Is does she have like a weird scar that they're always going out of their way to cover? Because she's always got these like high neckline things that are strange. I mm. just kind of thought, honestly, I'm just like she's got very short hair, and I think she has a very very long neck, mm. and I think they're trying to offset that because mm. maybe like if she had longer hair, that could cover up mm-hmm. the fact that her neck is like a giraffe but she's got a full-on Andrew doesn't... Garfield going on like like very long it's... neck <laughs> well, I've seen that guy do theater live he's like a swan <laughs> 
very graceful swan, but I was like, whoa! Yeah. These, so, over, these overly complex things she's always wearing. Like, I feel if, like, Anne was just, like, in a light summer dress, like, you'd be like, oh, okay, Anne looks like a human. She yeah. always looks, she always looks like a supervillain. Yeah. Also, like, she's on her way to work, which is, she's an ER doctor where she's just yeah. gonna put scrubs on. Like, what is this yeah. look that she's putting together? Mm. Or is this the look she went out the night before and just is wearing the same fucking clothes and didn't bring a change of clothes with her. That's, she that's looks like terrible. she looks like she's going to work as the head of of HR. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the the head of HR that even the HR people are like, oh, she's very she's she <laughs> is a backstabber. Don't trust her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's so bad this outfit. Um, so while her and Richie are talking about the uh, I don't know how nutritious donuts are, um, we've got. Jill coming in and asking for Duncan and then freaks out. I mean, rightly so. She's just like, I'm not talking to anybody else but Duncan, so I gotta go. Um, and uh, Jill's just wearing, she's wearing a very 90s look, a little uh, mm. jacket with a uh, over jeans. Yeah. Oh, this is what I was wearing in the 90s. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. I'm like, oh, this, this is something people wore in the 90s. Um, nothing offensive about her look, but also I was so focused on Anne's terrible outfit that it was hard to <laughs> know anything else was even happening in this scene. Um, all right, so Duncan is meeting David at a church, which Duncan, of course, right away was like, "What? why are we meeting at a church? Because that is weird. If you're mm-hmm. friends with an immortal and then they want to meet you at a church, it's like, what yeah. are you going to tell me that, you know, I might want to kill you over? Um, Duncan is wearing some real slouch immortal wear, too. Yeah, he yeah. is. Like, he's doing he a lot like- of these, like, like, shitty shirts. And then yeah. the, you know, required um, immortal uh, long coat. He's got to hide his uh, sword somewhere. Yeah. Um, so uh, he meets David. David is there to plan the wedding. Because he's getting married. And I want you to be my best man. Again. Yeah. 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 And it's all real weird. And Duncan seems to not be weirded out by it. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, if someone came into your life, asked you to be the best man the week before the wedding, I'd be like, what's happening? Why? Mm. <laughs> what's yeah. going? I mean, congratulations, but also, why so fast? What's happening? <laughs> what happened to your other best man? Like, clearly somebody else must have been your best man before. Because <laughs> yeah, like, I haven't seen you in forever. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't know. I just feel like there'd be a lot of questions. Yeah. There's no questions. God, I this mean, shirt really is bad on Duncan. Yeah, My God. Terrible. Like he he's he was doing a lot of slouching, a lot of slouching. This is the kind of shirt that like you see, um, like a lot of overweight actors wear in films where they're the romantic lead, like Adam Sandler, and I'm not like fat shame at all, but like who are overweight, but they're the romantic lead, and they're trying to like hide their body shape. But like Adrian Paul's got like a really great body, so especially for the nineties. <laughs> yeah, so like, what are you doing, guys? But you know what I mean. Like they always stick oh, them yeah. in like oversized no, shirts. No, that's it. And, yeah, that makes so much sense to me. Yeah, and I don't know why they're doing that. For, to, because I feel like Adrian Paul, he has looked good in you know um, a little bit more form fitting, not even just mm. form fitting, just fitted shirts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they put him in this shapeless shit. Okay. Yeah, come on. What are you We're doing? We're in 1985, or 25, sorry. 1825. I just completely fucked up that year, but whatever. <laughs> um, I know that's why Brad is here. That's <laughs> yep. cool. Uh, Brad, just to, would you to like to tell us? Yeah, yes. to put this on the map, um, this is 1825 in Philadelphia. Uh, prior to this, 
2017 Snake River, Montana, when, uh, um, you know, like, John Durgan uh, killed that priest to snatch a cross. Oh, yeah. The so, Durgan. Uh, the Durgan. Oh, that was the episode with Sawman, my favorite character in Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, and after this, uh, we don't have anything until 1940. Wow. Um, and 1840. That was, sorry. Damn, I did it too. 1840. <laughs> Um, when uh, Grace left with Sindaro, so oh, in Paris, okay. so yeah, between then and now and then, uh, that's where Duncan gets a really cool cape. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Somewhere yeah. along the way, he gets a cool yeah. cape. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so this, so he, he met this shitty friend uh, before he met his Confederate pal. So let's let's just start keeping track of Duncan's worst friends. <laughs> yeah. God, I mean this guy's high um, up there. <laughs> Yeah, this guy's pretty fucking high up there because he's pretty terrible right away. Yeah. Um, I had a question on, on this guy too. Oh, Brad, how old was this guy? Ah, yes, great question. Uh, this guy is David Keog. I don't know. <laughs> Keog. Uh, wait, wait, did they pronounce it Keo? <laughs> Keo. Uh, Ke- K-E-O-G-H. Ugh, hate it. Hate it. Uh, born in 1749 in Leipzig, Germany. He's a um, he, His first death was in 1777. Uh, where, um, when he was eight years old, he became an indentured servant. He lived in service until he was 21, at which point he was beaten to death by his master. Ooh. Mm. That's terrible. But also, if he's a dick like this, I could see. <laughs> <laughs> he was a dick child as well. <laughs> yeah. um, immortal Roger Quinn, who found him, but treated him no better than a slave. Uh, so. And- yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, that. Uh, a lot of times I'm like, I don't know where they get this information. But most of that was said during the episodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. Cool, cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he comes across uh, and meets and is friends with Duncan. And I know later at some point in the episode, he t- talks about how Duncan was like the first immortal or person to treat him like a human. Um, so this is again, he's asking Duncan. It's uh, this flashback is where he's asking Duncan to be his best man for another wedding. Yep. Completely different wedding. Yep. Um, and we get to meet his future bride. Julia, who looks so embarrassed. I feel so bad for Julia. Yeah. <laughs> she does yeah. not, she also does not look interested in David and. Because he's awful. You know, yeah, because yeah, I think they could have like played it almost, I mean, if they had wanted to, they could have played it as like she was she was in love with him and this mm. is just hard for her to watch because she knows her dad is not gonna approve of this but that's not how it was played to me no, to me it's already that's, so intense from like yeah. I, I do think that's what they're trying to do I just think it yeah. doesn't show because they don't give her any lines no so. yeah. not, not one so she just her, has to do the awkward acting I'm in an awkward position but we sh- but we don't want to like let her do anything really mm. yeah so but uh, by the way he's 76 like at this point. I mean, I know, like, he was an indentured servant for a while, and, you know, and as far as immortals go, that's not too old, but he's still 76. Mm. Yeah. Um, and the way he's met Julia, and the way he meets Jill is through all of this woodworking he does, is, like, the furniture and all this stuff, because in this scene, um, Alan, the dad, is wondering why David is there, and he says something like, there's nothing wrong with our mahogany, I hope. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that just made me laugh. (laughs) Um, the dad is clearly, like, uh... Get the Get fuck out of here. here. You're not you're not gonna marry my Get daughter here, because boy. you don't even have a family. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> which I think is the best. <laughs> uh, so... I think, yeah, he tries to get Julia to, like, say, like, hey, you love me, and she just leaves the room. <laughs> She's like, mm. She says, you obviously misinterpreted my kindness as affection. Yeah. yeah. Which I feel, I mean, I, I get it. Like, maybe, maybe they were, like, it just didn't go over correctly, but maybe they were trying to make it, like, they did love each other. But I also see that as potentially the actual answer is that she yeah. was being nice oh, yeah. to him that's possible. i think i think that's it i i i think it's more <clears throat> of a situation it's like yes they are really in love but she knows the reality that like yeah it was this her father would never allow this yeah and she didn't know he was coming to propose no no she like, clearly did not yeah. that definitely <laughs> came across it's like i like she's more rooted in reality than this 76 year old man <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and duncan have, has to like stop alan the dad from like killing david yeah i'm getting like, there's david like the three back. times during the scene where duncan's like all right let's why don't we just uh, why don't we just go we could just leave right now this is awkward as fuck let's just yeah hey no problem let's just uh yeah uh. but so, so let's stop right here for a sec because this is duncan's flashback he's mm-hmm. lived through this and later on he tells Anne or somebody like mm-hmm. Oh, I just didn't think it would get this bad. Like, I didn't think he, like, like almost like he's shocked by mm. by David's, like, the way he's acting. And I'm like, this is the fucking way he acts. Like, you've known yeah, this since this 1825. Yeah. Like, this is, he just hasn't grown up ever. Yeah. And he needs to be killed and you didn't kill him. Oh, so, yeah. Fuck you, Duncan. You've killed immortals for way less. Oh, thank like, you. And again, there are so many like slight changes that could be made yeah, to this. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like even if they had done a thing where like, wow, I, I thought, you know, I'd made something of myself. I thought we, we were in love. I thought this was going to work. And then like we find out that he's like gone off and he's been like a coward immortal, like living, you know, Darius style, like yeah. just held up on mm. Holy Land. And he's only recently come back into society and he fell in love and he got obsessed and made, make him slightly less creepy but more pathetic mm, yeah. maybe this could mm. work but like everything about this doesn't work no. no um so we're back at the dojo where i guess he brought duncan a gift of a chair okay <laughs> that he made furniture <laughs> talk um <laughs> first of all yep. chair what? there's um like the carving on the rocking chair very nice um mm-hmm. very nate i uh, i would love to have watched a youtube video for 45 minutes of making this chair <laughs> <laughs> absolutely have been more entertaining than watching this episode um and if anybody has any links to woodworking videos feel free to send those to me um but duncan mcleod like this rocking chair does not belong in duncan mcleod's no 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 um, not at all but also the chair he's sitting on what is this god-awful fucking stool what this bar yeah. stool thing yeah it is terrible yeah, it's, it's awful yeah it's so bad it's it's it belongs somehow less than the rocking chair. Yeah. Because <laughs> this looks like a cheap piece of garbage. It looks I'm like surprised. the most uncomfortable chair ever. Yeah. I'm surprised David even sat on it. Like, mm. as, as someone who makes furniture, I'm surprised he didn't look at it and be like, yeah, I'm not sitting on that shit. Mm-hmm. What is it that? looks like there should be a butter or a lever on it so it goes, and like straightens <laughs> up and down, you know? Yeah. So you sit on it and like can reach up to things like a, I don't know. Um, yeah. Richie comes in with food. Of course. <laughs> His kitchen That's... doesn't work. Like, 
<laughs> like, I, like I want to say it was yeah, it was last episode where he was like just chilling at Duncan's place, yeah. like cooking. And I'm All like, what is he cooking at Duncan's place? But uh, yeah, he just he's always doing something with food, and I love it. Um, so. Uh, Richie's there. He meets David. David actually asked had asked Duncan like when Richie was coming in. He goes, "Oh, is that your student?" And Duncan says, "says Yeah." I'm like, "Is he?" Really? <laughs> I don't. I don't know how much he's actually learning from Duncan. No. Um. And uh, Duncan is going to take David to go meet Anne. Why? That seems like a joyful experience. <sighs> And, uh, I'll say this for David. At least he has the right idea on this. Seriously. Like, yeah, I'll pass. Yeah. And Richie's like, hey, this woman stopped by, kind of described her a little bit. And uh, she says she'd be back. And David says, oh, you know what? I'm just going to hang out at your place. Um, and it's interesting because he tells him, he says, actually, I'm wiped. I, I don't really feel like going back to Jill's place. Is it okay if I crash here for a little while? Catch up with you later? Which it's like, that should also be a red flag. Mm. Why aren't you going to your fiance's place? Like, why are you staying at this random person's yeah. place? I mean, it's not random, but, you know, someone you haven't seen in literally hundreds of years. I understand, like, you know, immortals, you know, are like always like crashing each other's places and all, but he lives in town. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't, I don't like Anne just like, like just hanging out at his I place. I fucking hate Anne just um, being there. But like, rando guy. <laughs> That lives in town. Hey, I'm mm-hmm. just gonna take a nap here at your place. I'm sorry. What? No, yeah. go back to your um, own place. You go home. Yeah, like, I just feel like that would be like if I go to Brad's place and be like, I'm just gonna chill on your couch and like sleep. Is that okay? <laughs> no, it is not. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. I could just sleep in at my place. It's like yeah. oh, close. You know, like, you know, Tammy, I've got a guest room, but you know what? You also have your own place, and it's like exactly. a couple of miles away. So yeah. go there. God, so dumb. There's just a cute dog at your place. Why would you even want to be at my place? <laughs> <laughs> Um, this is also where, uh, David tells Richie, um, oh, cause Richie assumes that David used to be a student of Duncan's and Richie sa- or Duncan says, geez, Louise, David says no. Um, but that's where he says the, the teacher he had, uh, treated him like trash. Yeah. And that I'd like he, to have uh, seen that just to see this guy being treated like trash. Yeah. Um, can I also point out that like I and I know like you know when when actors have to do business with food it's like kind of a hassle but I love the fact that Richie spends an inordinate amount of time like putting mustard on the sandwich like <laughs> he's like he puts it he opens up the bun like he's putting mustard on but then like he's like putting mustard like around the edges of the sandwich <laughs> he just wants to make sure it's properly covered Aww. love it I mean, Duncan throws down and picks up dishwashing towels like a million times times, in this scene as well. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot to do in this little tiny kitchen he has. Very Um, fun. Yeah, that's it's fun. I mean, I'm glad they're giving them things to do, but it is funny to watch. <laughs> also, <laughs> the little tiny mustard spoon he has. I mean, I guess it probably takes a little bit to. It's true. Get it out. It's true. <laughs> we all have a little tiny mustard spoon in our kitchen. Yeah, right? sure, sure. A little tiny mustard spoon for all the, to put mustard on all all sides of your sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. When uh, Duncan drives away, Jill starts is walking toward the dojo. So she just misses him. I. Um, so in the JoJo, Richie uh, has come down. Um, oh, we also see David like whittling. Yeah, he's a whittling fool. More of that. <laughs> yeah, 
so yeah, Richie's come down with Jill there, and Richie's like, oh, hey, like, hey, why don't you stay here? You just missed Duncan, you know, he said to, to hang out. And David comes out and is like, oh my god, Jill, I'm so glad to see you. Uh, oh, I went by the like, church, the I talked fuck? to Patrick. Yeah, uh, and Jill is like, get the fuck away from me. I mean, he's just delusional. Yeah. Like, yeah. I- like, I think uh, that's another thing about this is, like, I, I don't really understand what we're doing because, like, I he just seems crazy. Like, he I don't seems know if we're meant psychotic. to think he's this psychotic, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if they want us to yeah. feel some sympathy towards him, which if that's the case, then ooh, but... That's yeah. the... Because it's... He's not in... He is nowhere near reality. No. And they never... They never give us an idea that he's... We never see a scene where he's living in reality. Every scene, he's not connected. And I'm like, mm. what's... I, how are we supposed to be on his side ever? I mean, not mm. that we're supposed to, but like Duncan surely wants us to feel sympathy for him for some reason. Yeah, I don't know why though. I I don't so, understand Duncan in this episode. Just uh, some of the DVD extras with the script coordinator about what they. I, I don't know if it was what they were going for, but to kind of talk to the idea was um, the script coordinator, Jillian Horvath, uh, said... Wait, it was I a think- woman that wrote this? Well, Jillian, G-I-L-L-I-A-N, would then make you think woman, but you know, I don't, mm. I'm not putting a gender. I have no also, clue. it's script, script coordinator, not the, yeah. not the writer. Yeah, yeah, the oh, script okay, coordinator. Um, said, I think it did explore the psychology of a stalker, I think from a some, somewhat uncomfortable point of view, in that it was from the view of the stalker. He was um, not our hero, but he was the guest star whose story we, whose story we heard, and so it was somewhat of a frightening look into the psyche and the reasons that he becomes obsessed with this woman. From his point of view, his behaviors made sense, even though he, even though we as observers could s- tell that he was very scary. Mm. Um, and even and Donna Leto, who was the other script coordinator, said, I don't think it's completely unrealistic. Those men, those obsessive men are out there and how much scarier it would have been if he could live forever. So this episode was uh, written by uh, Lawrence Shore, um, who previously has written uh, Eye of the Beholder. Which um, one was that? Gabriel Paton, the immortal fashion designer. Oh, oh yeah. So he that was fun though. He, he, yeah, he writes about guys being creeps. Um, yeah, yeah. He also wrote The Darkness, in which Tessa gets killed. Oh, oh. Um, and so he another ro- another creep fucking immortal. Yeah, yeah. Mm. and he wrote Warmonger. Oh, I think I hated that episode. Yeah, no, that's yeah, that was the one that we absolutely yeah. hated. Yeah. yeah. Um, not not the episode that will never be named, but just no, no, another no, no, episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was this was the one where uh, yeah the guy was like um, security advisor Arthur Drake kills mm. his president just before signing a peace treaty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Hmm. Hmm. You're on thin ice, Lawrence. Yeah. Oh, don't um, worry. He's gonna write. A few more. Oh. I'm sure. So. I'm sure. Okay. Um, but yeah, the exact the two executive script or one was the executive script coordinator and the other uh, script coordinator did think like, hey, from a story standpoint, like this would have been some scary shit and people like men like this are real. They just yeah. don't happen to live forever, which makes it even scarier. Mm. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry. He also wrote Prodigal Son, uh, where the guy was following Richie around and oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> And we had the the foxy German copy. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
Um, yeah. They... Uh, so... I don't know if that gives you any more insight as to what they were thinking as they were kind of going through this episode, but the two script coordinators were like, no, this would freak someone out. They just didn't. Mm. And it is like from that standpoint, the episode does a good job of being like, this is some scary shit. They Mm -hmm. just have no good resolution to it. Mm. And they also drag Duncan into it. Yeah. yeah we'll get to that part yeah um all right so richie becomes like fucking hero and basically holds david back from bothering jill and letting jill leave like i think if it were up to richie he'd kill david yeah yeah and he should because there can be only one yeah and that was the weirdest thing to me about this scene is that like yeah he he basically slows him down so she can get away yeah then like (laughs) <laughs> like he doesn't like pursue <laughs> he's like well all right i guess that's I guess taken care gone. of like we come back to earlier i'm like wait so you just like let him go and i mean i don't know what you really do but like help her yeah because yeah. he he didn't have his sword seemingly on him but you know yeah. now i have no clue where they hide these swords um <laughs> and sometimes i feel sword. like mm. oh yeah D- david's sword was massive yeah, yeah. <laughs> That was a scary sword. Um, But, you know, like, Richie didn't have his sword on him, which I guess makes sense because he was just coming from upstairs or whatever, but... From his mustard um, sandwich. My thought of him not following David was because David and uh, Duncan are friends. Yeah. I guess, yeah. Because... You know, there's been several episodes recently where Richie does not agree with Duncan's choice of friends. <laughs> yeah. It, like, I know you hate Richie, Claire, but I don't, me, but Richie, he's a hero like, in this episode. Yeah, he's been a hero for a while, Claire. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the thing. Like, yeah. I I've been say, liking like him he, more and more lately. I don't hate him as much. He actually Duncan's has yeah. a point to his character now. Mm. Yeah, he, de- he definitely is like, but I think he's kind of caught in this, like, where is that line that I'm allowed to do something? Because mm-hmm. the time he did act out with Mako, him and Duncan stopped talking forever. Well, yeah. Duncan turned into a pissy bitch. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think Richie is just... I understand he probably, like, if Duncan wasn't around, I think Richie would have gone after David. Yeah. Um, but with Duncan there, I I think Richie kind of just is like, I don't, I'll, I guess I'll let Duncan handle it. I'll stay out of it, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, ugh, the scene of Anne and Duncan at Joe's bar. <laughs> uh, oh, we didn't mention it before, but like, yeah, in that first scene when they're at Duncan's place, she says, I'll meet you later at Joe's bar. Like, guys, I get, I mean, I get the TV show with TV show budget, but like, go somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> You're in Seacouver. There's so many awesome places to go. <laughs> also, what is, is she, what is she drinking? Is that in Joe's bar? Yeah, is it look I thought it was coffee at first, but I'm like, wait, I I don't know. Oh, maybe this coffee. Maybe there's a sugar cubes in that white bowl. Probably, yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's sugar cubes and probably the milk thing. Okay. At, fir- at first I was like, wait, is that like cocoa and like with marshmallows? <laughs> like, but no, it's just uh <laughs> I would have that on a date. It would be delicious. I'm going to go to a bar to get... I'm going to a bar to get coffee. It's still weird. Yeah. I love bar coffee. Yeah. Midday bar coffee. I, like, didn't pay much attention to this scene because I was like, oh, I hate these two together. It's, yeah, it's, like, I don't hate Richie so it much now because like now I have somewhere else to direct my hatred, which is these two. Uh, it's... Yeah, I mean, it looks like someone brought out their fanciest of China to put <laughs> coffee <laughs> on the table at this bar. <laughs> It's so weird. And the whole conversation um, is like, um, wait, so so when's the wedding? I, you don't know when it is? Like, yeah, I just found out about it. Okay. And oh, all right. Weird. Um, have you ever got, got married? I don't want to talk about it. All right. It's such an uncomfortable conversation. Yeah. Ugh. 
Like you, if you're going to date this woman, if you're going to date a woman, Duncan, that doesn't know you're an immortal, get your story straight. Yeah. yeah. Like what you're going to say, because like a, a partner is going to ask about your previous partners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. don't just be like, oh, shifty McGee. Get your freaking story straight, you weirdo. Yeah. And like, like if you decide, okay, I'm not going to share my, any information about Tessa, which is weird because you were with Tessa for so long. Yeah. Like. I, I feel like it's easy enough to just say, yeah, you know, she passed away. Like, yeah. yeah. That, and especially you're dating a doctor. Like, it's, yeah, I don't I feel think like, it would be good. I, I mean, I know that, like, you know, they're in a relationship and would likely have more conversations about in the future. But I feel like saying, oh, she died is going to, if you if your goal is to end the conversation. Yeah. I feel <laughs> like that, that can do. And he's like, and I'm not really ready to talk about it. Yeah. You know what? That gives you all the space you need. You don't have yeah. to talk anything about, like, immortals and, like, like yeah. she was kidnapped and then she got shot randomly. No, you can just and say then she, she came back. Like someone <laughs> yeah, came back with like, her face. <laughs> you don't have to tell any of the stuff that you don't really want to talk about, and you don't have to talk about the normal stuff that you don't want to talk about. Because yeah. you just say she died, and that can just like be it for a while. Mm-hmm. That's okay, much better is... than this. Like I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, this being is a shifting. A classic case of not cloaking your shit. Like, yeah. Exactly. That's <laughs> exactly what this we, is. This is what we've said ever since our intro to X. <laughs> He's covering the X-Files. Cloak your shit. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, God. People like people on these shows make it so much harder than it needs to yeah. be. <laughs> like, Duncan. It's so, I just don't understand. And also, I, it, it might also be my hatred for Anne. But I'm just like, it's hurtful to me that he doesn't mention Tessa's name. Yeah. Like, it's hurt. Like, it hurts me. Yeah. Like, she was such a big part of who you were, really. She was the best part of you. Mm. Uh, yeah. Because we've seen other parts of you, and the more we see, the less I like. <laughs> yeah. I really think, like, I really think he was a better person because Tessa was in his life. Yeah. 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 And, like, to not even just say, yeah. I mean, like, it's... It's such an easy question to answer. Like, mm. oh, just, it's so irritating. It's so irritating. This whole conversation is irritating. And it's so irritating to Duncan, he just leaves the date. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, bye. Yeesh. I mean, they just got their drinks and he is yeah. out of there. <laughs> She's going to have to finish that coffee alone. Yeah, she's going to have to down that coffee quick. (laughs) Ugh, wearing that terrible fucking outfit. Yeah. So awful. Um, All right, back at the loft, Duncan and Richie are talking, and Duncan says, this doesn't make any sense. They're supposed to be getting married. (laughs) Doesn't it, though, Duncan? Didn't you just have a flashback about the last time this happened? What are you Um, talking about, Duncan? And Duncan says he'll talk to him. And uh, Richie says that he was pretty rough, that he uh, he think he broke some ribs. And I don't like Duncan's dismissiveness of that in this scene, because Richie's mm. being serious. Like, I think he broke some of my ribs. Like, we saw him in pain in the end of the last season, or the end of the last episode. Uh, scene that he's in mm. and duncan says you'll heal like no yeah. big fucking deal it's like that's not the fucking point yeah exactly Arr. fuck you duncan i know i know and and so Duncan uh, richie tells him he's like that's not the point the point is this girl was very scared of him yeah um i was just do you think he's done this, this to other from- women since the flashback we see with duncan do you think this has happened with other women what that duncan has been like this with other women? no 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 not duncan has oh. but um david oh david has definitely done this because he would people. have to he would have to have done it yeah, yeah. 
but Duncan obviously wouldn't be aware. But like, it would be enough from that flashback to I don't know. Just the way this guy is, he's such a creep. Like, yeah, yeah, it's no bueno. Um. So okay, now we're in flashback for eighteen in eighteen eighty two. Brad, where are we? So eighteen eighty two. Uh, we're in the Pacific Northwest. Um, this was two years after uh, Duncan did absolutely <laughs> fucking nothing to stop Mako from killing his pal Tim. Yep. So there's that. So I, you know. Also, of, of course, it's ten years after uh, um, his Lakota lady was killed by Kern. Uh, Lakota lady, little deer. <laughs> <laughs> little deer, the Lakota lady. Um, and uh, uh, we're one year uh, before uh, Gregor uh, gets shot by a distraught father, and Dun- Duncan smuggles him away. Gregor. 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 <laughs> So, yeah, there's that. Nice. Ten years. So it's ten years after Little Deer. Yeah. Because, it yeah. feels, well, yeah, okay. they, they, it seems like they're trying to make it feel like, like. Yesterday. Yeah, like yeah. this just happened. But ten years for Duncan is yesterday. I guess. I... All right. So in this flashback, we get 20 minutes of some dosy doing. <laughs> yes. Like, it was going on so long. And I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, by the way, Claire. Uh, yes. This actress do you know what you might know her from? What, the one who play? Uh, she looks familiar, but I don't know what I know her from, but now I'm excited. Um, was it Stephen oh, King's wait, It? Wait, hold on. Is this Julia? Who's Julia? Uh, Julia is um, the girl that was embarrassed because David showed up at her house and her dad wouldn't let her marry David. This is Sarah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, this, this is Sarah. Is Sarah. So let's have Never a look mind. at Julia. Oh, Julia, Julia yeah. is a... Yes, I know who Julia is. She's um, Laura What's-Her-Face, who was in Stephen King's It, who was like... Yeah. Some people have janitors for fathers. That's her one yeah. line. She's been in yeah. everything else. She was in the faculty right. and stuff. Yes, yeah. I forgot to mention that at the time. But I also recognize this actress. Yeah, this actress but has been in some stuff, but like it wasn't it, so I don't. I will know. always spot a ca- uh, an a- an actor from it. Usually, when Brad points it out to me. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, this actress was in Shit Creek. Oh, uh, yeah. I was gonna say I recognized her. Um, yeah, she was Bev. Yeah, um, nice. Yeah, she's been in a bunch of stuff. Um, can we? I'm just gonna mention the dosy doing a bit more because that scene I just looked at timestamps one minute thirty seconds. Ooh. Of yeah, it kept going, and I was like, I was about to pause it and like message you guys about like how <laughs> ridiculous this was that this is still going on, and then we went into the flashback in the flashback. <laughs> And then your brain broke. Well, it broke because I paused it to message you guys about how (laughs) dumb this flashback was. And then I realized we were only halfway through, not even halfway through the episode. And that's when my mind broke. Because I thought we were like three fourths of the way or near the end. Like, I felt like we had done it. Like, we're going to get a flashback to see about, you know, how Duncan dealt with somebody in the past that was, I don't know, or maybe got over somebody or something. And and then we're going to like teach that guy a lesson, cut off his head, end of episode. Nope. Yeah. Very long. Yeah. Um, I, when you messaged and said you're not even halfway through the episode, I was like, oh, so you haven't even gotten to where Duncan is like the world's biggest fucking creep. Yeah. No, (laughs) I was not, I was not ready for that (laughs) at all. Because also this, Uh, the flashback in the flashback is so long. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. (laughs) Agreed. Yeah, they don't just go um, flashback to like, oh, they died. It's sad, you know, this kind of thing. Nope. No, like to the point where they had to use I, 
like I guess they didn't want do they I guess do they didn't want to pay for the rights for Queen again. So instead of uh, Who Wants to Live Forever, they had to put in some new music. Yes, that was because <laughs> they showed pretty much the whole scene. <sighs> dumb. It's really like this episode is just uh, from top to bottom, just real bad. Yeah, yeah. I do love all the costumes of the people in the background for the Dosi Doathon. Dosi Doathon. It's just fun. Yeah. It's really just so fucking long, though. I mean, well, it's a minute and a half long. In yeah. TV time, that's like 50 years. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> For nothing to be happening. Like, it's just set up. Yeah. You can't be doing that. Mm-mm. No. 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 Um, so, yeah, Duncan and Sarah having a great time flirting away. This actress and Adrian Paul have total chemistry. <laughs> ridiculous yep. like easy chemistry too yeah like they have real like easy friendly chemistry mm-hmm. yeah you know um so she asked she asked a question which we wish she hadn't which was <laughs> um if he'd been in a relationship previously and he says uh you know he lost someone a few years ago and i was like oh fuck here we go <laughs> then it's like this long fucking scene oh, from 1872 so yeah like why why does it have to be this long like and it's really like if two you watched the scenes. show before then you would know about this and you wouldn't yeah. need to see the whole thing if you haven't seen the show before then just show a very quick clip of him like kissing kissing um you know, his wife, his Dakota lady, and then, like, them being killed. That's all you need. No, a better scene would be if if Little Deer had come out of the clouds <laughs> and reached out to him. <laughs> yes. yes, always. Ugh. <laughs> the best. That's the only time I need to see her is if she's coming out of the fucking clouds. Otherwise, I don't need to see her again. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we get the entirety of the scene of them all hanging out as a little family. Then we get a secondary flashback of him finding all of them dead. Yeah. It's yeah. two different flashbacks within that flashback. Yeah, I it's... Mean, how no, this is do insane. you even do this? So much padding in this episode and like... Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> When we could have gone whittling and yep. oh. woodworking. I just want to go watch woodworking videos now. They're so good. I love a woodworking um, video as well, Brad. So we are back into the 1882 flashback. Um, That's where we see my, uh, this is where we see my favorite guy in the background. I sent you guys a, 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 a little oh. uh, image there. Uh, I love this guy in the, in the top hat. Sort of a... Gr- oh, yeah. Yeah. This is great. This is yeah. a great little outfit. He's great. He's so happy. Yeah, he's having a good time. I'm just going to assume he's the mayor of the town. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> mayor Fancy Pants. <laughs> um, God, these people. It really is a do do marathon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so they clearly want to fuck, and so that's what they go do. Yeah. Yeah. 1882 fucking time. I mean, and again, long sex scene. Yeah. So much padding. I mean, not bad, though. Not bad. It's a spicy sex scene. It's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. (laughs) Again, I never, ever want to see a sex scene with him and Anne. Ever. Oh, no, no, Tammy. Why did you put that in my head? I am, I am fine with us just assuming she's sleeping in her jammies over no i no i think we should have the sex scene with Anne because i think it would be hilarious i just can't imagine it being sexual at all it would be the unsexiest sex scene Mm. because like this sexy this is a hot fucking sexy yeah yeah no this is good stuff (laughs) i'm like there's some there's some moving going on yeah 
Um, so they after uh, after they have sex, they're chatting away, and she is not interested in knowing what's going to happen in the future. She doesn't want to know the past. She doesn't want to talk about anything. I mean, that should be a, a little mini red flag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, hey, maybe maybe there's some things going on here, especially for Duncan, who has been around. Yeah. Hundreds of years, like in like yeah. you, like what's going on? Like you have an, a, a forever on again, off again with Amanda. Like yeah. how are you yeah. not? How are you so inept? I and uh, Dusty says it in his reviews this go round too, and I agree. Like this, and actually Dan mentioned it too when we were watching the episode. This flashback seems very unrealistic for Duncan. Mm-hmm. Like this whole thing yeah. about him being like this stalker guy yeah. who shows up it at comes her house. Out of nowhere. It really like him not seeing the red flag. I mean, I don't know if that's unrealistic. I just think that's stupid. He's thinking yeah. with his little um, McLeod. That's it. The right, like that's. I could see that happening, or him not really caring as much. I could see that being a thing. But after this next scene, where mm-hmm. Jake, her husband, no, her husband is Henry. Um, first of all, can I just say I love that this. Uh, <laughs> that Jake is, Jake is the guy who's the bartender mm-hmm. I love him so much that he comes up to Duncan and he's like Phil at the end he's been asking about Sarah says he's family <laughs> like he he delivers this little oh, comment yeah. I love it so much I'm oh, like yeah. Jake is such a pot stirrer I love it yeah. so yeah. much it's <laughs> great like he's Jake knows favorite. what's up <laughs> yeah love um, it uh, oh, by the way, just 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 so we again to keep Duncan like again. I, and if they had gone with the thing like he had been yeah. like so upset about you know uh, like uh, l- little deer like that forever like he's you know that that's part of all this which they kind of vaguely allude to but not really. No, and it re- doesn't mm. make any fucking no. sense. But yeah, and like yeah. they're trying to parallel that with like like Duncan and Anne with Tess. Like, and I'm like, not this whatever you're trying to do isn't there. No, but no. also it's bullshit. So, um, and, uh, may I point out again, this is, this is eight years before we even meet scrappy little Irish incel Tommy Sullivan. So like, I don't know why he's acting like this. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, maybe it's a bad influence because he knew that little incel guy. No, hasn't even met him yet. No. It's, this, this is like the most out of character. Yeah. This whole thing. Like, again, missing the red flag. I, I agree with Claire. I think he's just too much too much sex on the brain at that point he's just not thinking about it that's fine whatever he's thinking with his dick um this next scene he he actually gets the shit kicked out of him by henry at first Mm. which is fun before he turns it around um he almost kills henry which is crazy but even that i'm like he's in the heat of the moment he doesn't know what the fuck is going on he's in the middle of a fight i guess but after that, yeah. the Duncan that we know, that we've been led to believe as a human mm-hmm. for three, for an immortal for three seasons now, would not have gone after Sarah. No. There's no way. He would not have done that. I mean, like, this I, is listen, crazy. I, yeah, you do the, the check-in like, hey, is this like... Are, are are you in a bad situation? Yeah. Like, do you yeah. Want, like, do you want to be with this guy? Like, and yeah. And you accept it because you're Duncan fucking McLeod. Exactly. Like, for, for all of Duncan's faults, it's so unrealistic. Yeah. Like, 
and I and I hate that they did that just so they could parallel him and David's story. Yeah. yeah. Because if anything, they should be clearly delineating that there is this massive difference between these two characters. What's cr- okay, but then if in- they if they don't try and compare the two of them, then they would probably find it harder that he doesn't kill him at the end. Do you know what I mean? So okay, so and that's the thing because in modern parlance, what's going on in this episode is they're trying to say instead of trying not trying to say um not all men they're trying to say yes all All men men. yeah 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 (laughs) as a defense yeah god that's scary yikes 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 yeah it's like hey no it's cool all guys get a little insane sometimes and act like complete psychos even lovely duncan mcleod your friendly neighborhood highlander and i just and we've discussed it a lot on this podcast. I mean, I love Adrian Paul, but Duncan is a piece of shit. Yeah. He really yeah. is. But he is not, that's not why he's a piece of shit. He's not going after this lady and stalking her. Like, that's, he's not doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for, yeah. for all of his faults, that's not something he's doing. Agreed. <laughs> um, And it's really, it is really irritating that that, of mm. all the things that they're making him be, like, they're trying to make him a fucking incel. Um. I mean, I do feel bad for, for Sarah. I think she's just a product of the time of mm. the late 1800s. I think she's just someone like in today's today's society would maybe have some boyfriends here or there. She's not someone who wants to settle down. She probably like if she she had her her own autonomy. I know that that's that's not something I have anymore either. Nope. Um, that she would probably just like be her own person, you know, be a professional, be in business for herself, like just have her own life and just live her own life and probably not settle down. Um, And in the 1800s, that is just not an option. And in the 2022s, that is not an option. So, yeah. (sighs) Guys, (sighs) why is the world terrible? Um, It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's great. It's great. Um, You know, it's uh, it's a great world. It's a great world for, um, you know, guys. That are yeah, for you, well, particularly, yeah. particularly some guys, particularly guys that are judges that you know, yeah, can do can do whatever they want. So it's cool. Yeah. It's cool. Um, <laughs> we got next scene of Duncan performing kata. <laughs> I loved Yeesh. it. <laughs> I, this fucking voiceover. The voice. No, yeah. I loved it. What I mean is, if you just imagine it being on mute, I was like, yes, I loved it. But this voiceover is. <sighs> terrifying yeah it is it's everything like tammy you just put it so well thank you because you were like articulating it well so much better than i ever could um but yeah this is i i i don't understand what they're doing with this voiceover at at all i don't yeah so the pain i thought you were gone a hundred years to forgetting and it all comes back why is it i can still taste you David knows the thoughts, the pain, the obsession. He won't let it go. He has to. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. What the, like, it doesn't even fucking make any sense. Like, it really doesn't even make any sense. Um, Even if we wanted to say, okay, the Duncan that they showed us is truly who he is. This fucking weirdo we've incel never seen in the before. 1800s that we've never seen. Those lines just don't even... Because no. Duncan, if anything, he has changed between then and now. Yeah. So the fact that well, like he's you said, Tessa doing this changed him. Yeah. Think, so the yeah. fact that he's doing this voiceover about oh, all of this is now flooding back. I mean, Duncan has a fucking flashback if a leaf falls to the ground. So <laughs> yeah. I'm not like it's not like literally. I'm pretty sure that was a flashback. It's funny <laughs> because it's true. Yeah. Um. So I don't 
I do not believe this voiceover either, and it makes no sense. Yeah. And no. it's, it's, oh, God, this episode. Um, so a little bit about this. The kata here, it, that scene is actually stolen from the end of the episode Turnabout. Yeah. The voiceover was added for this episode, and neither the kata nor the dialogue were in the episode shooting script originally. Mm-hmm. So much fluff added to this so, like, episode. Did this just run really short and they had to do? Like they yeah, had to it was five minutes out. long this episode. Yeah, because there's not much that was cut out of this episode. Like yeah. like as far as scenes and lines, there's twelve not even. There's really ten times that one line was cut out of scene. Um, so it really is padding because this episode was clearly not long enough. Mm. So, um, yeah. I, I don't know what else to say about this. This is, it's just such a fucking terrible episode. Um, we've got, let's see, Duncan and Richie, I think, talking again. Yeah. And, uh, he's, I guess Duncan was out looking for David because he went to Jill's, he couldn't find him. And Richie says, well, let's hope he doesn't find her. And this was when I was like, wait. <laughs> like, I, Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, they're just doing yeah. nothing about this. Mm. Like, this, like Richie's seeing this guy is absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, well, I hope he doesn't find her. We'll do Yikes. something. Like, I mean, yeah. and, and, uh, and to the point where this, where David had, like, broken Richie's ribs. Yeah. Yeah, and well, like, Duncan, I, like, in the next scene, Duncan has to, like, hold him back. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, like, crazy. I I understand, like, you know, like, yeah, this is a weird domestic issue, and, like, you know, you don't know all the facts and everything, but when there's an immortal involved, you guys are the cops. Like, you are the only people that can deal with this situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they literally are the cops. They're literally the cops, because they're sitting by and doing nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and and I... I understand why Richie isn't as much. I really do believe it's it's Duncan yeah, holding yeah, him yeah. back at this point. Um, so thankfully for them, Jill walks in. Yeah. Um, and now we're up in the loft, and uh, we're learning how her and David met through his woodwork. And David pulled a Duncan. <laughs> yes, he did. I was that was so funny to me. <laughs> oh my god, I, I did laugh as well. I was just like, like Same. what is with these art so immortals? Like. What is this? Uh, hey, babe, I've got something to show you. Bang! Stab, stab, stab. Like, like, oh God, it's God. You guys have got us, and that's not. And guys, that's not even the only time we're gonna see one of those happen in this episode. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, it's so funny because I, I actually put in my notes, and I don't know if it was at this point or when we see it happen later in this episode mm-hmm. um, I put in all capitals in my notes why can't these fools just talk versus showing them yeah. <laughs> that they're immortal <laughs> an immortal would literally kill himself before going to therapy with his girlfriend <laughs> Um, needless to say, kind of freaked her out, yeah. <laughs> kind of disturbed her, yeah. and also she d- decided for herself, like, she wants kids, she wants grandkids, like, she sees a, a very specific life for herself, yeah. which that's fair, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, you know, her her body, her choice. <laughs> <laughs> no, not anymore. <laughs> uh, not anymore. Well, well, this is 1994, 19... yeah, so. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and so she just said, uh, you know, like, long term, this relationship is not going to work for her. Also, like, you have to also be okay with the idea knowing you're going to get older and they're not. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's just just that alone. This is, is like, a difficult relationship to agree it to is. be. And he's so very reasons. young for his age yeah. already. So 
Yeah. So, um, and she, it's kind of sad because she says, I wish he'd never told me. But I mean, obviously, it's better she knew, but yeah. still, it's so in that sense, it's like she did love him. She had love for him at one point in yeah. time, but she determined this relationship is over and that should be a fucking enough. Yeah. And. <laughs> It's wild. This episode is fucking wild. Like, I, I, I don't like how many of these immortals are, like, wildly emotionally immature. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, it seems like it would be difficult to be this old and this immature. Because well, how are they not grown emotionally in this time? Yeah. But it's like you that little just kid, like-, like we were talking about it last week. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just, like, I like the process of being alive, you consume more information. Yeah. Like, maybe you're weird because you still, like, have, you know a bunch of old-timey shit. But, like, <laughs> so, like, I don't know, you probably have some weird prejudices that we don't quite understand in this day and age. Yeah. Like, like weird things about, like, the Swedes or something. I don't know. But, like... <laughs> <laughs> I just don't feel like you're going to be this weird about relationships. Yeah. Oh, the Swedes. I would never wear a Swedish boot. Ikea, um, get uh, out of here. <laughs> oh, I'm going to trust the Swedes to make my furniture? Huh, they can't even make a boot. What are you talking about? I, oh, we, uh, you know, uh, the Swedes, their boots are very bad. I've never heard this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in the 1500s. The, okay, well, that was the 1500s, motherfucker. Get out of here. That is some weird old-timey bigotry. <laughs> Um, so while it's interesting because she's talking about like, hey, yeah, he, I just wanted different things. And Richie just says, so you called it off. Like, Richie's like, yeah, that, Richie gets that fucking it. happens. Why yeah, and you, she Duncan, says, David, Yeah, and she says, but he won't let, he won't let me. This is a scary yeah. stuff. He won't let me and he won't leave me alone. He nearly beat a guy to death just for talking to me. He told me that they're like that you're like him. He trusts you, respects you, and he'll listen to you. You're my only hope. You'll explain this to him, won't you? Like, she's so desperate. She seeks out another fucking immortal, which is probably terrifying because as far as she's concerned, they're all the same thing. Like... And little did you know, apparently, they're kind of all the same thing. No, seriously. <laughs> um, and Duncan's response is, I'll try. No. Like, I'll try? You, no. To quote like, Yoda, there is no try. Only it. do. Like, yeah. it is, listen, it is your job to, yeah. like, 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 keep mortals safe from safe, crazy yeah. immortals. Yeah. Like, what have you been doing for three seasons? Like, that's the reason you tell yourself you're killing these immortals Mm -hmm. is like, well, there can be only one. And these immortals have to go because they're harming mortals. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and as viewers, we're all on board with this, and now we come to an immortal you're not going to do that for, who clearly uh, has shit going on that he needs to be killed for, because he cannot self-regulate. And doesn't, doesn't at any point show any, like you said, no. Brad, any, like, self, uh, any, like, realization of what's going on. Like, doesn't no. accept any responsibility, no. doesn't be like, oh, maybe I need help, you know I mean? Anything. Yeah, and, okay, here's the here's another way this episode could go. Like, yeah, I would, I, I wouldn't like an episode where, like, it was they weren't just such crazy, insane, over-the-top lunatics on all fronts. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, like, are an episode where, like, yeah, the guy's fucking out of it. But it's more of, like, a... It's, like, a long... Like, like he's... this almost like a horror movie where he's, like, been stalking her, but, like, over a period, like, like 20 years. Yeah, So, yeah. like, 
like maybe Oof. like she's you know she's like in her 40s and like she's this this dude has been like because he's an immortal has like been obsessed with her and like like just weirdly everyone like pops up like you know every couple of years and just she is just living in terror of this fucking creepy immortal yeah like do that make it a horror movie like do Stop stalking else. her daughter oh there you go like long-term yeah. creep like that would be a creepy awesome episode yeah but this is just shit yeah it's so it's wild to me the the different ways they could have changed this episode and they chose not to because like to their point when the dailies came back and they started seeing the way this episode was coming together they could have even just edited things differently yeah. mm-hmm so it's just a shit show from Putting beginning some to end. ADR, taking out some, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. There's lots like, of yeah. things you can do. Yeah. So give give Duncan some more ADR monologues where it kind of explains something. Like, like I. <laughs> some monologuing over the 20 minutes of Dosey Doing. <laughs> yeah. <we saw>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like anything. Like, a, I, I remember, you know, after, uh, you know, a, a little yeah. bit died and like I, I was obsessed uh, because I just, I just wanted to, 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 be in love and have that again and and the fact that i couldn't like was driving me crazy and i acted like a fucking lunatic anything yeah just just some kind of justification i would have loved that being over the square dancing <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing yeah that monologue would have been great over square dancing like you, okay you start off with a conversation with him and Anne, like you tell yeah trying to talk about relationship shit of course duncan can't talk about immortal shit so we then we can go to flashbacks but like you can i this could be salvaged yeah mm-hmm. and and they and to me the fact that they started seeing the problems with this episode the moment they i mean they admit to having problems the minute they start getting dailies yeah. back that to me tells me they could have made other choices yes. yeah this is episode eight like we're in the middle of the season like yeah you yeah. could have like you know fucked some stuff around and, and like made time to fix this yeah yeah you probably have cut things from other episodes you could have put in here. I mean, like, yeah. honestly, well, they, like, did. They, they could have done. Yeah. They, they used the. Well, yeah, you're correct. They <laughs> too. <true>. So. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> secretly is like stuff that was cut, but it's just so much worse. That it has never oh, reached the man. light of day. <laughs> um, David is confused why Jill is there. Duncan is like, hey, we, we've got to talk. And uh, David tries to get her to go home. Duncan stops, stops him. And um, I think this is where, like, Anne shows up, right? Yeah. Yeah. All oh, right. And this is, where, this is where she's wearing full <laughs> Dr. No outfit. Yes. Dr. Oh. No outfit. <laughs> so bad. It really is terrible. Um, but she saves Jill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I still hate her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I still yeah. hate her, too. Like, this. Um, <laughs> God, her opening it up to this outfit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. It is a lot. Also... To, it's to, in defense of Anne. She walks into some shit right now. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but this is also like it shouldn't be up to her. No, to save no. her. No. Yeah. Like, what are you? What no. are you guys doing? I'm, I mean, I do think that this is this is one of the episodes though where it really works to the writer's benefit that she is an ER doctor because she's probably seen a lot of domestic abuse cases. Mm-hmm. This is something that that realistically would be in her wheelhouse. Mm. So, um, 
um, it's good that like if they're gonna have to fucking have her in this episode, that she's doing what she's doing. Yeah. Um, guys, I want to point everybody to the thirty-four twenty-seven minute uh, mark, uh, twenty-seven second mark. Um, thirty-four twenty-seven. Um, so Anne has just taken her out through the elevator, and Duncan's you know been holding him back, and he's freaking out. And Richie, of course, has to have some business to do in the background. Oh yeah. <laughs> so- <laughs> He just walks over, oh, grabs see the, the garbage can, moves it around. <laughs> what's he like, doing? What is he doing? <laughs> I've got to empty the bin. <laughs> well, the Even bin, Duncan bin looks at him like, minute. what are you doing? <laughs> I love, I, this is my new goal. I just want to watch whatever the hell Richie's doing in the background. <laughs> That's amazing, Brad. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Which is hilarious, because why does he even... He, t- he didn't have to walk into the scene at all. No. <laughs> like, um, Duncan gets, I thought he was going to kiss David. <laughs> he gets so close to him to talk to him. Um, David is like a petulant child. It's really yeah, gross. It's, yeah. Um, and Duncan says, uh, like, hey, just leave her the fuck alone. <laughs> and she doesn't want to learn how to love you. You cannot force someone to marry you. And, um, David says, you don't know that. She's not your wife. And Duncan says, she's not yours either. Yeah, <laughs> the fact that he refers to her as his wife. Ooh, yeah. I don't like that at all. Yep. No. Um, no. we've already talked, really, through the next scene, but we didn't go into specifics, which is- Um, I do the, want to talk about uh, the transition. Yes. Oh, the water to the- Is yeah. it the water to yeah, the water? Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> Duncan goes and randomly turns on the sink uh, faucet and just stares at it for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> when he turned on that faucet, I was like, oh, we're going to go into a flashback. Oh, you can always <laughs> tell. Oh, yeah. And we're cutting to Sarah overfilling a bucket with water. Yep. Just everybody just wasting fucking water. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah, why does she keep filling that bucket? It's already full. <laughs> like, what is anyone doing? Um. Yeah, so, yeah, Duncan comes to find her. Her husband comes out with the shotgun. Um. She Whether she wants Duncan there or not, she is verbally telling him to go yeah. leave her the fuck alone at the end of the day this is her husband yeah. also she's probably really freaked out of duncan considering he beat the shit to almost kill her husband yeah. in yeah. the last scene so she doesn't want to have anything to do with him either for better or for worse it seems like she's with her husband she just doesn't want to settle down necessarily but she doesn't seem like she's scared of him no, no. she's probably scared of duncan at this point yeah. and this is before she learns he's fucking immortal um it's bad it's bad he gets shot by the husband he comes back and i'm like this is just how they do it yeah weirdo guys he's being a fucking creep yeah and And like also it's the whole thing is she's also trying to get him to leave to save his life clearly yeah yeah of course and like he's basically doing immortal shit to like like uh he's not gonna hurt me so whatever like i'll let him shoot me i'll 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 get shot for you it's cool oh it's so gross creep but she does tell him uh whoever you are whatever you are go away which is great yeah um oh we're at Anne's place what do we think about Anne's place it looks like it's a beachside yeah uh, house I don't know I mean I guess she must live near the water but uh I do like that Anne let her stay at her house yeah so um Anne also wearing very slouchy clothes here <laughs> like that sweater is just like <laughs> no it's still better than uh, you know Dr. No no it is like- so She's offering Jill some coffee. She's trying to talk Jill into calling the police, which in a normal situation, you know. Well, yeah. You know, I, gu- I guess. Mm-hmm. I, w- I feel like there's other options, but sure. Also, Anne's um, neck. Nothing wrong with Anne's neck. 
Just a no, little no, neck. No, uh, no terrifying maybe. scar. No, no. I just think she's got a very long neck. Because even yeah. this collar comes up a little bit to kind of cover the fact that it's so long. Yeah. Um. And Jill is... I love that Jill says this. David and Duncan aren't like other guys. Mm. That she l- lumps Duncan in with, yeah, <laughs> with yeah. David. <laughs> yeah. It's so great. Because <laughs> I'm like, whoo! I mean... Like, we're dropping Anne, a lot red of flag. Hands. Like, Anne... Anne if Anne doesn't find out soon, then Anne, like, will never know. <laughs> no. It's a real Charlie situation. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jill knows the police cannot help her. And so she's just, like, trying to, like, get the fuck I, out of I, there. Oh, God. I just, I just keep thinking about how terrifying this would be. Yeah. 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 I mean, you you have nowhere to go, and the person that you went to is not helping you. No. The, per- the person that could help you is not helping you. Yeah. Um, the person Duncan that is sh- helping you is Anne. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, Duncan shows up um, and says, like, hey, we got to figure out some shit and get you out of here because he's going to find you. <laughs> Which is like, why don't you find him and kill him? Yeah. How about that? Then she doesn't have to fucking worry about it. Ugh. Then the world doesn't have to worry about David. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Guys, Duncan- he's, he's out there somewhere right now. <laughs> yeah. Duncan also arrives to this in the worst sweater and maroon pants with a black leather jacket. Mmm. What a look. We've seen this sweater before. And yeah. now that it's gotten cut in this episode, like physically cut, I'm like, I hope we never see the sweater again. <laughs> Seriously. Yes. I hope this is the end of this terrible sweater. He has to throw it away. Ugh, good. Um. <laughs> so I'm going to give my best dress worst dress because I have to shoot off. So uh, best dress, I'm going to go with Brad and Mare Fancy Pants. Because I did like his outfit. Oh. I didn't notice him at first, but I liked his outfit. He was just living his best life in the background. Worst dress is Anne, obviously 100%. Who who won? No one. No one won. Not even us. We lost because we had to watch his episode. <laughs> and no no uh, quickening. And no yeah. quickening. So I doubly lost. Uh, and also no beef for Duncan because fuck him in this episode. Okay, yeah, bye guys. <laughs> All right, bye. Me. Bye. <laughs> We'll see if we ag- we agree with those uh, in a bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Um. So, oh, I wanted to say. So, what do we think about when Anne tries to call the police and Duncan takes the phone from her and hangs it up? Yeah. Yeeks. <laughs> Yeeks. I mean, I, from Anne's point of view, absolutely. Everything she's doing makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And like when she finds out that she died later, I like it should only double and like, hey, what's wrong with you, Duncan? Like, why did you stop me from calling the police? Like, I really don't understand how Duncan explained this. I don't. And I don't know how. I mean, like, I fucking hate Anne, but also like she does not seem like someone who would lay down for a guy. Yeah. And once he took that phone out of her hand, it became very unrealistic to me. I'm like, yeah, that she would have, she seems like the type of person who would have fucking went off. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like if maybe not in that moment, but she's not going to be there when he's sad because she died because Jill died at the end. Yeah, definitely. I like, I think, and I know like, when we've got, the, clearly we have the time in this episode. Like we could have had like a short scene where Anne's like, listen, I don't know what kind of like weird spy you are or what, like, like, <laughs> What sort of a black ops, like, mercenary you were in the past with this guy. But, like, this shit's fucked up. Yeah. There needs to be some reason that, like, she thinks, like, all right, I'll kind of stay out of this. 
Yeah. It's it makes no sense. Like this whole episode makes no fucking sense. No. Poor Jill goes her apartment. Oof. And he's there. He's sitting she, on that terrible couch. Yeah. <laughs> the most 90s couch. Yeah, like you'd think he would have... I mean, if this was the love of his life, you would think he would have gotten her better furniture. Yeah. <laughs> Made her better furniture. Seriously. Um, like, how are you going to allow her to have that couch in that, <laughs> that apartment? A matching couch and love seat, by the way. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a real interesting apartment, the way this thing is set up. Because mm-hmm. it's got like a half wall through most of it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like, what is this? No, it's 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 <laughs> she, a lot. Is there cubicles on the other side? What is this place? <laughs> Great question. I mean, it really looks like an office. Mm, maybe. Um, Wouldn't so, be the first time. <laughs> I mean, we saw a room with a, a railing in the middle of it, so I just, I don't know what happens yeah. anymore. Um, a, a <laughs> an apartment where a, a bed is in the middle of the seriously (laughs) uh so she she's so fucking hardcore i feel so bad for her but she goes and she grabs an axe like i was like oh this guy's gonna lose his fucking head i wish like i wish he had had a gun to shoot him to slow him down and then take his fucking head yeah like they could have if they had done that I still would have been like, Duncan is a coward, (laughs) because he did not do this on her behalf, but also, what a fucking badass. Um, But they did not do that, because clearly, he's going to overpower her, (sighs) which he does, Um, and she goes out. I don't know, what what was her thinking going out on the railing? Uh, Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, she's just she's just trying to escape. Like this motherfucker yeah. will not let her go. Yeah. Also, I'm not sure why there was a planter on the other side of that railing <laughs> yeah, that way was down very there. Odd. Yeah, that was that was literally <laughs> there only to fall. Because <laughs> nobody else had one either. <laughs> no. And why would they? How did it even get placed there? Like, I feel like that would have been laborious. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Because you pretty much would have to be over the railing to place it there. Or you've, like, rigged up some sort of, like, pulley system to lower it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I'm just picturing Jill, like, really working <laughs> it to, like, get that. I want this goddamn plant on the other side of this <laughs> railing for I don't know what reason. But I have it in me. I need it to be here. I need some lovely flowers overlooking this weird construction <laughs> zone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What a terrible view she has. Yeah, it's very bad. <laughs> um, is there a reason Duncan doesn't come closer to her to grab her off the railing? <laughs> yeah. Everything about this scene is like, none of it makes sense. Yeah, I and mean, it's as soon just as she's so on the other Jill- side of that railing, you know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. But it's just like, I... I get it. She's freaked out. She's trying to get away. Maybe that's why she goes over the railing. Sure. But Duncan, like, (laughs) trying to get her to reach her hand out. Yeah. And he's still by the door at this point. Like, he's so fucking far away from her. I'm like, where was she going to reach, Duncan? Like, her, she's not Stretch Armstrong. Yeah. Well, because I think Duncan's trying, he's trying to hold, like, him back with the other hand. Because, like, he knows that this lunatic is just going to, like, grab her as soon as possible. Yeah. Because he's insane. Yeah. And that's pretty much what happens. (laughs) Like, I, 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 like, 
I thought it was going to be a situation where, like, she, like, like Duncan grabs her and then he freaks out, don't touch her. And then, like, yeah. then she falls. Um, It was even weirder that it's like, he just jumps in because he wants to be the one to save her and grab her. And yeah. Yeah. And then this pissed me off. Because then Duncan, like, tries to get him out of there. Like, hey, we've got to leave the scene of the crime. Like. Yeah. So that's just immortals covering up immortal shit. I know. And I hate it so much. Like, you know what? You've got to get out of there so you could take his head immediately. Yeah. That's what that's why you need to get out of there. Like <sighs> you gotta get out of there because you, you need to kill him somewhere else. Like yeah. that's the reason you need to get out of there. And then David is a real lunatic and is like, Oh, you just couldn't be happy with me having things. <laughs> um, don't like, you know I have Anne? Oh god. <laughs> also, I'm like, look, you've seen Duncan. He doesn't give a shit about you. He hasn't called you in a hundred years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You guys live in the same town. He did. You haven't even seen each other. <laughs> um. So, oh God, it's terrible. So yeah. So he's yeah. He actually says you always told me that we could live real. We could have real lives, real happiness. It was a lie. <laughs> Get over yourself, your whiny little fucking baby. He's the worst. It's really terrible. Like, ugh. um. So they have a, a little teeny tiny sword fight, a little teenser sword fight. Um. I don't know why he didn't kill him. I really, it it makes no sense to me that he didn't kill him. No, none. Because if David had the chance, David was going to kill Duncan. Like, Like, no question. It makes so little sense that honestly, the next scene, which is like a a minute long, uh, like the wrap up with Anne, like when like she's like, uh, oh, what happened? Uh, Do you think you'll you'll ever see him again or whatever the hell she says? Um, I was like, oh, he he didn't tell her they killed him. And I was like, oh, wait, no, he didn't kill him. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot. He's still out there. And David threatens him. Yeah. Like, he's ready to kill David. And David tells him, go to hell. He says, finish it, McLeod, because if you don't, I'm coming for you. And Duncan just says, then you come for me. Like, what kind of fucking answer is that? Yeah. It's so dumb. Like, you you just let a lunatic fucking live. An immortal lunatic. Mm Mm-hmm. It's really... I hate like this a so woman, much. A woman came to you for, for help. Um, a mortal woman came to you for help against her psychotic stalker boyfriend. Um, and he killed her and you did nothing. Yeah, it's really... Uh, uh, that's, I don't even have words because it's so terrible. Um, So yeah, we have this little wrap up scene with Anne. Um, she's just following. She's asking Duncan if he's okay. I honestly like. Listen, I hate Anne. They have no chemistry. It's not going to work. But I would have liked. I would have had more respect for Anne if she was like. So, all right. Well, I. This is kind of fucked up. Um, I think we need to put our relationship on breaks because, like, you didn't do anything. You stopped me from calling the cops, and now she's dead, and I got to deal with that. Yeah. But they don't. They make it all like about Duncan, um, because he feels so sad about it. Poor Duncan. And then Anne says, "Duncan, it was an accident. Get the fuck out of here." Um, and Duncan says, "Yeah, I keep thinking there's something else I could have done. Found the right thing to say. You could have fucking killed him. That's what you could have done. Yeah, like there definitely is something you could have done. It's real straightforward. The thing she asked you you to do. do. The thing she asked you to do repeatedly." And Duncan then tells her he wasn't always like that. He just needed so much. No, he's always been like that. Like, yeah. you, he's literally always been like this. Yeah, he's always like that. <laughs> for at least 100 years. Yeah. He's been like that. <laughs> okay, cool. We saw that you you were like that one time for some weird reason. Um, yeah. But like, 
uh, he was, we've never seen him not like that. So, hmm. Yeah. And she asks, you know, if he's going to go find him. And Duncan says no. And that's the end of David. Out to terrorize more women. (laughs) Update. Update. Uh, uh, David was at a Nick Fuentes rally uh, uh, recently. And uh, uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's not good. No. Uh, So that was that was the episode. (laughs) One of the worst. Like I, I like I'm gonna put it in like bottom three. Gotta be. Yeah, uh, it's it's really fucking bad. Um, and let's see if we got uh, it's like this one, the one we don't talk about, and what's the other one? What's another? What's the other? Well, third? Warmonger was pretty bad. Yeah, Warmonger, uh, which we meant. So this writer, so far, pretty fucking terrible episodes that we don't like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, people not liking this season, but well, not liking it compared to other episodes because like a lot of sevens in this season and usually like other seasons we've had eights and even some nines i think some mm. of the episode scores on imdb a lot of sevens in this season <laughs> and they just keep coming just so you know <laughs> there are some eights coming up and there's definitely some things i'm looking forward to but not yet well we got four um, more episodes uh, written by uh, lawrence shore great so, so uh, exciting four more of those oh and he'll be acting as man at airport in one episode <laughs> So I hope he gets hit by a plane. <laughs> so uh, get ready for the episode testimony next year. It is a, a, during this season, though. It's uh, oh, is it? Oh, okay. Sorry, mm-hmm. this season. But yeah, it is. It is next year. <laughs> um, yeah. All right, Brad. Best dressed, worst dressed. Uh worst dressed Anne, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Like we can't, yeah, we can't deny it. No way. It's... I mean, Duncan, Duncan tries, but two times he tried in this episode. Yeah. He really wanted that that worst dressed. Oh, he uh, wanted it, but Anne label. would not give it up. She just can't. <laughs> no, she's like, I'm just gonna keep showing you the many ways this outfit could be terrible. Oof. <laughs> oh, you thought it was bad. Now look at it buttoned up. <laughs> It's like, mm. God damn it, Anne. <laughs> we get it. That outfit is terrible. Yeah. Um, best dress. Um, I mean, Ma- Mayor Fun Time is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Mayor's pretty great. <laughs> I love the mayor. Yeah. I mean, because all the modern day folks, there wasn't anything anyone was wearing that was real good or anything. Yeah. Who won and who lost? I mean, Jill lost. Yeah. Jill lost. God, she lost. Jill, Jill and Jill's sister, like Jenny. Poor Jenny. Yeah. God, I feel bad for her whole family. Yeah, I, it's not good. Um, God, who did win? I I mean, David lost Jill, but he's still out there. Yeah, no, that's true. Free Nothing to be a really happened end. to him. No, no consequences whatsoever. Uh, Henry, while gotten beat up by uh, Duncan, got a few good punches in at first. Yeah. And kept Sarah, his wife. That's true. And as far as he knows, he killed somebody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like Henry Henry felt good going home that day. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd rather give it to Henry than David. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, no, Henry, big winner. Big winner. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, no um no quickening. There should have been a mm, fucking quickening. Definitely should have been. And I I'm really like the more we're watching it, the more bad I feel for Richie. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Um I, I'm wondering if at some point he doesn't realize Duncan's a terrible person and he leaves him. <laughs> Um, all right. So do you want, so next, next time we record, we are not recording another Highlander TV episode. We are oh, recording. 
uh, uh, the third movie. Oh, that's true. Um, right, um, well, the poster of Highlander 3, uh, centuries ago, one man was chosen to protect all that is good, but an enemy from the past has traveled through time to challenge him <laughs> in the present. Oh, yes. no. Um, and the IMDb description. Deceived that he had won the prize, Connor McCloud awakens from a peaceful life when an entombed immortal magician comes seeking the Highlander. <laughs> Uh, in this, of course, this is Highlander, Highlander 3, um, the Sorcerer, or Highlander, F- the Final Dimension. There are many, um, various titles for this movie, so. Uh, I just love that already in the description, we are just gonna assume Highlander 2 didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, we're assuming Highlander 2 uh, did not happen. Uh, yeah, and even the production notes, the f- film completely ignores and contradicts the events of Highlander 2, The Quickening. <laughs> Yeah. Effectively erasing of... it from canon. <laughs> yeah. We're just, uh, we're going to skip, uh, we're going to skip kind of, uh, well, the ending. Oh, no, he actually wasn't the, the he didn't become immortal at the end. That didn't happen. Um, nope. And also, we're probably not going to be mentioning anything related to the TV show. Uh, yeah. Oh, I can't. Oh, I'm already reading stuff. I can't wait to talk about this. <laughs> oh, man. I have never seen. This is the, this is the first one I haven't seen. Wow. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to that discussion um yeah so i guess we'll talk about the next highlander episode when we talk about the movie we'll just yeah yeah yeah, makes sense um plus i don't want to get myself all excited about the next episode when it's not going to be next week so yeah that's true that's true um well brad i'm glad that we all raged about this episode (laughs) man it was bad I, I'm finding, except for the episode that shall not be named, that just doesn't make any sense why it even... Like, we talked about Duncan, like, this being out of character for Duncan in this episode. That mm-hmm. episode was totally out of character for the, the person we love, and why that mm-hmm. episode will not be named. Um, mm-hmm. The other episodes that we really just dislike, and and this one... All of them, I think, have the same thing in common, which is, like, real easy fixes would have changed the entire episode. Yeah. And made it so much better. Like, and probably a really good episode. And so, like, I think that might, for me at least, that's, like, really part of the frustration of these, some of these really terrible episodes. It's because with small tweaks, they could have been either fine or just a fucking lot better. Like, it's just... I don't, yeah. I don't understand. Um, so anyway, anything else you'd like to say about this? It was not good. I don't <laughs> like it. Absolutely. All right. Very bad. <laughs> well, with that, we are out. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening. If you want to send us feedback, you can contact us via notscott at reactionary-sass.com on facebook.com slash groups slash notscott and at NotQuiteScott on Twitter. Call the SAS line, 321-710-4947. Our other podcasts and individual social media accounts can be found at reactionary-sass.com.